Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. The Volume. Yo, what up, everyone? What's going on? What's going on? Welcome in to a brand new episode of Snaps. T-Bob Bear, Aaron Murray. Shout out to all the homies. Imago Day, Lamars, Marie, and everybody else hanging out in chat right now. Um, we got a great show planned for you today. We're going to really run the gamut today. We're going to go all across the college football country. We'll start up in Michigan. We'll head over to Alabama and Oregon at the same time. Little mm. USC talk, Washington, and then, of course, because Aaron's on the show, uh, is Georgia's win over Eli Drinkwitz good enough to vault them to number one over Ohio State? So, so some playoff preview kind of littered uh, throughout today's show um thank you for joining us guys wherever you are podcast live in the future on youtube i hope the future is well i hope it finds you well and healthy um aaron how are you feeling today good 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 and also news tonight t bob and i will do a live reaction to the playoff polls so around 7 30 yeah. eastern so so be on the lookout for that we'll, we'll react to the hopefully new top 10 and new number one fingers crossed but Join us tonight. Grab a cold one. Do yeah, we, that we, definitely cold matters. One? Should we grab that a cold definitely one? matters? Um, what? Yeah, grab like you, Yeah. Why wouldn't you grab beer? What do you I mean? I'm just asking if we are. If you're asking, look, I'm not the person to ask because if 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 the question is ever posed to me, should I grab this mind altering substance? Like I'm a near 100 percent yes mm-hmm. rate. So I'm not. Again, I'm not. I'm not the best. Um, to, not diving board. What do you call it? Tart, I don't know. Whatever. Fuck it. Um, all right. Let's get into it. So 
Michi sounding board. Thank you, PG. Dark board. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank God for uh, producers. Goat dog. Uh, I should have said that nine ninety nine for T Bob's hemorrhoid cream yesterday. Well, to be clear, I don't have hemorrhoids anymore. I haven't in years. I think the Kegels went a long way towards helping with that. Um, maybe as well as some better dietary decisions. But uh, but that was a lot of fun against Oregon back in the day. Um, oh, Thomas, I had no idea. I'm a little jelly mm. about that. Uh, anyway, I'll leave that chat. All right, Michigan. Michigan had Ric Flair come to the building, Aaron. Ric Flair, of course, one of the all-time great wrestling personalities. A man known as a bit of a heel and a villain himself at times. And, um, well, now Michigan's saying they're embracing the villain role. Here's a great quote from O-Lyman Zach Zinter, who's a beast. Uh, quote, Sometimes the villain wins and takes down the superhero. If that's going to be the case, let's be a villain and take him down. I'm fine with being the villain if that's how the media and everyone else sees it outside the building. So I'm of two thoughts here, Aaron. First off, if I was on Michigan, I would be saying the exact same thing, right? You mm-hmm. got to you gotta embrace it. You got to say F the world. It's everybody against us. Um, I think the problem with Michigan right now is hit the nail on the head. Uh, for the villain to be cool, he has to win. Mm-hmm. He has to take down the superhero. Like Michigan has to win something. Right now, you're just an asshole. You're just an asshole that nobody likes. At least if you win a championship, you become interesting because you you you've kind of flaunted all moral and ethical conviction conventions and used it to claim the ultimate prize. Well, it's funny. We we talked this summer. We gave our I think it was on 4th of July. We did like, who's America's team. And I made a strong case for Michigan. Like I, I, I said, yeah, we Michigan. did. I forgot. Yeah. Like that. I picked Michigan as like, who's, who's America's team right now. And I was like, well, I think it's Michigan. It's, it's, a, it's a blue, you know, blue blood. It's, it's a, it's a big brand, but it hasn't won. You know, it's a Norman of, Rockwell painting. Like, yeah, took down, took down Ohio state who not, you know, a lot of people don't like Ohio state. It's like, I generally felt and thought that people would be rooting for Michigan this year. Like could Michigan and Jim Hardball, good old man who just loves to eat eggs and steak for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, a good American. That's Michigan football. People want them to win. And now all of a sudden it does feel like that is completely flipped, at least in my mind of, yeah, they are the bad boys, the cheaters, the, the villain, whatever you want to label them. That is Michigan football right now. And you know, you, you saw them, was the first game of the season, the first, when, when Jim Harbaugh first got suspended, the offense went out there and, and kind of they made a statement. Up. Yeah, they made a statement. <laughs> I truly think in that locker room right now, they're like, I don't care or we don't care if people view us as one thing. We know we're good. Yeah. And us against the world is a pretty strong mentality. So I think they can, I think they rally around that and I think they kick some ass going forward. And again, that's exactly what the locker room should do. Right. Yeah. Um, but, Outside looking in, there's no doubt that, yeah, they are way less likable now. And again, they're just kind of assholes until they win something, right? Like, don't get your ass kicked by TCU. Uh, how do you and then the you Astros, become, though, like, it's such a, it's such a similar comparison with, oh, I think, yeah, look, and, and this is People coming from a lot hate of Houston. Yes. I was going to say a lot of Louisiana people are huge Astros fans. So I see kind of the batting down the hatches, like, you know, F the world, like, mm-hmm. we are the Astros, whatever. Um, yeah, it's the same, it's the same type deal, right? I, I it's, it's, you don't, it's like the Patriots, how people yeah. be the Patriots. And so if you're within that community, you just, you do the Tyrion Lannister and you just wrap yourself up in it and you say, F all of y'all, I don't care. We're going to win. Cause like, that's the ultimate, 
that's the only way to really win this. Like, what have the Astros done? They just kept winning. Mm-hmm. Patriots, what did the Patriots do after Spygate? They just kept mm-hmm. winning. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like that's the ultimate way to just say, ah, screw all of y'all. Doesn't matter. So uh, we'll see. Silky Johnson says six point loss equals ass kicked. If it's TCU versus Michigan, yes, Silky. Yeah. Like, especially with the national championship birth line. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, not even a question, Silky. I'm sorry. I don't know what else to tell you. Um, other do you think, uh, do, do you yeah, think this team do you think this team needs hardball to win a championship? I think that's an interesting conversation about this because if he does get suspended and and say they impose something and hardball kind of just takes it and doesn't want to be a distraction and let this thing keep going, are they a good enough team to have that mentality and go win a championship? Or see the um, thing that keeps it going? No, I mean I never quite know the answer there, right? Because how much does a head coach actually do? Yeah. But then I feel like we have some correlation with head coaches not being there and teams playing worse. So it's that's that's tough to say. I, I I don't know that I have a great answer. Here, here, okay. Let's just I'm done with this. I'm kind of bored of this. So let's just get into the the only other things that you need to know about the story right now. Um, the Big Ten has notified uh they received a Michigan received a formal notification letter from the Big Ten mm-hmm. on Saturday uh of potential disciplinary action. Um the Big Ten, it, it goes back to what Peter Burns said yesterday. He didn't pull that out of thin air, right? Mm-hmm. It, the, the idea out there right now is that Tony Batiti can cover himself by indefinitely suspending Jim Harbaugh, but that according to multiple Michigan lawyers, uh, that Michigan would be able to fight that decision legally, uh, claiming that you, you can't do that until the NCAA investigation ends, and that basically you would end up with kind of a legal stalemate where Petiti could be like, I tried to suspend him indefinitely, mm-hmm. but now it's in the courts and it's out of my hands. So th- that that's what's going on here. The funniest thing I read all day about this, and and also NCAA is now investigating stallions on the CMU sideline for that sort of The funniest thing I've read all day here is just that um, is a great story about Connor Stallions moving to Michigan and Ann Arbor in 2022 and purchasing a house and then all of a sudden the neighbors see dozens of old vacuum cleaners show up on the porch somebody complains to the hoa he then gets it he gets brought to trial over this hoa violation um because the hoa has accused him of operating an appliance refurbishing business out of his home and and, and on a court document stallion says quote I suspect that whoever has chosen to sue me either one doesn't like the fact I'm a veteran or two is a Michigan state fan and Mm. knows I'm a Michigan football coach and wants to draw attention away. He would later go on to reference quote, someone named Jeff who lived down the street and had his son attending Michigan state quote. He uncomfortably questioned me about Michigan football, what goes on in our building, giving me a bad feeling about him. He definitely seemed like someone who wants to distract me with unnecessary time-consuming things like this. How funny is it that Connor Stallions, of all people, is getting a bad feeling about Jeff down the street and his intentions for the Michigan football program. Given what Connor was doing, to, this to distract time. him from his mission of of creating an empire at, at, at the University of Michigan. Um, also, um, mm. Connor, be, like really playing the victim card here. Um, HOAs are ridiculous. Like they're funny. Make no mistake. But um, you can't have dozens of fucking vacuum cleaners on your porch. That's an eyesore. 
Like, I don't care if you're running the business out. If you want to refurbish vacuum cleaners, whatever. That's that's an odd that's an odd angle. But do your thing, man. Like it's a grind. We're all trying to make it out here. That's a good side hustle, I guess. Um, but like you can't be having it. You can't just have a dozen dozens. Think about how ridiculous dozens of vacuum cleaners looks. Keep it in the backyard, not the front yard. What are we doing here? Also, Pat got there in our in our producer with a great line. Nothing funnier than saying these accusations are a waste of time while he's refurbishing vacuum cleaners. Hey, look, it. it does beg the question, though. Who is a bigger threat to Connor Stallions, Jeff and the HOA or the NCAA? Mm. I don't know, dude. NCAA is pretty feckless. HOAs fuck with people. Oh, I, know. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to side with the HOA. Uh, yeah. I've, I've been, uh, they've almost stopped me from, from redoing my entire roof when the roof is already off. HOA came and said, you didn't get that approved. Tell them to put the shingles back on the roof. I'm like, wow. listen, it's already off. That ain't happening. I'm sorry. <laughs> that ain't happening. Oh, she was um, pissed. She came banging on my door at 730 in the morning. Put that roof back on. You did not what? get that approved. I'm like, lady, they've been here for an hour. They've been here since 6 a.m. The roof is off, and they're putting it on new ones. And I, pro I promise you, they'll look the same. So she looked at me and said, bro. "You need to tell them to put it back on." HOA people have way too much fucking time on their hands. Way too much time. But again, Connor, just move the vacuum cleaners in the backyard. Yeah. What do we do? All right. Um. So that's everything on the Connor store, Stallion story. It continues to be weird as hell. Go win something, Michigan. Uh, Alabama, Oregon. Mm. This is kind of fascinating. Aaron, yesterday in our snaps top 10, we had a bit of a debate. Where do we rank him? It wasn't really a debate. We, I just kind of said it and you're like, ah, whatever. Um, I put Alabama above Oregon, but it does create a pretty interesting conversation here because you could have a situation where later on you maybe get a one loss Pac-12 Oregon, a one loss SEC champion Alabama. What do you think though right now? Let's talk about right now. Who is the better one loss team? Is it Dan Landing's team out of Eugene or... Is Nick Saban still reigns supreme here? Hmm. Trying to think, like, what would we consider the better loss? I would still, I still think Texas I is a better is, resume. I'm saying who's the better team. I know, but that, that's part of it for me too. Of like, you know, what did you look like? I would say I, I still lean towards Oregon in, in the conversation right now. I think Oregon is still a team that that is proven they can win defensively. You know, they they got. They got guys on that side of the football, obviously landing Dean and Davidson behind. And I think they're the better offense. People are going to point to the fact that it's, 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 it's Nick Saban and Dan landing and Nick Saban would never lose to Dan landing. Like that's that, to me. Every time I feel like I've had that conversation over the past week, it's been that was what people go right to. And I get it. Like, well, Nick I mean, Saban's but you don't think that Nick like, Saban daddy power is real. Like dad strength's a real thing. I Nick Saban has 100%. the ultimate like, dad strength. I'm just going to take away the coaches here. Just, I know it's hard to do. Once again, with Alabama, kind of Nick Saban, Alabama go hand in hand. But I think yeah, Oregon is the better football the team. Quarterbacks yeah. as well. Just, just, just take away the kids. Just take away, okay. You yeah. take away the coaches. I'll take away Bo Nix. We'll take away no. the quarterbacks. No. And then let's compare the teams. No. What the fuck are you talking about? I think Oregon's the better football team. That's all I'm saying. Like better On football player to player team. Basis. Player to player basis. I think wow. Oregon's the better team. That's why I'm taking Nick Saban out of the equation. Um, that's interesting because I don't know that I agree. They now, the better I do quarterbacks, they get the better running back, they get the better receivers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who's old boy that um is greater receiver for the for Oregon? Why am I blanking? Uh, he dominated the Washington game. He took over. Um. Yeah, but Alabama's defense is better. 
Not that much. Not that much. You don't think that Not much? That I think Alabama is one of Troy the Franklin in the entire I, country. I, I, I knew it. Troy Franklin, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Good job, Tony Young well. in the chat. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, look, I... Mm, I think on a who do you trust standpoint, more? who do you trust more? Like I, I think the big question for for everyone is is I don't know that I trust Bo Nix. I've constantly seen Bo Nix play really well, but not win in the biggest moments. So like I don't know why you should have some sort of trust in Bo Nix. And I've seen an Alabama team that's grown immensely hmm. since the Texas game. And again, there is a bit of fool's gold in Jalen Milrose LSU stat line because yes. did you LSU hear sucks. Brian Kelly's fucking press conference? Mm-mm. The answer we kept playing this morning, he's like, you know, after reflection and reviewing the film, we feel like we maybe should have spied him. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, yeah, wow. I was like, what? what? Like, you, you fucking think? Literally what every drunk in the bar was yelling, watching the television during the game. And they asked him, well, like, you know, at halftime, why was anything done? And he's like, well, it's not really a halftime adjustment. It's just like a call. You just didn't do it. <laughs> like, oh my god! Some of the stuff he says is just baffling to me. I, I will say this: like you, it, the the whole thing of I know a lot of people love to use the word "just put a spy on him." Just put a spy on him. Just put a spy on him. Just, who are you going to truly put on him that can run with him? Who will be Harold Perkins? That's why you have the Harold can't run with him. Harold can't run with the closest though. He can get the closest. He can't run with him. Absolutely, he can't run with him. Closest. I would no. with, with a well. I'm not saying it's a panacea to solve LSU's defensive problems, but you're fucking tripping if you don't think Harold Perkins is as well suited as anybody in the entire country to running with him. You're crazy. Mm. Like absolutely, absolutely. Mm. I mean, he did. I'm saying, like, he I don't tackled, think that, he spied that, that, that Bryce Young last year in ways that nobody else could. I don't think that. Changes oh, it probably the game doesn't change the game. But if you're going to lose to Jalen Milrow, lose with him beating you with his arm. That's the point. Why did you allow Jalen Milrow to do what he's best? All I'm saying is other teams are going to be smarter and have been smarter with how they defend Jalen Milrow. And no, well, so I, mean, I do I think, think there's a bit of false gold in this performance. Well, you also have to look at what has Jalen done over the course of the season. Like he hasn't had a game like that where he just run the football. He has it. Like you look at a lot of stuff. Because lines. nobody else has fucking dropped eight into zone no. coverage of the linebackers are no. 15 yards deep every play. What no, I think a lot. Of, I know you look at this game. I think there's a lot of situations where Jalen just you know, it, throughout the season, we talked about like Jalen has not wanted to run. These weren't He's wanted to make runs. They, they were not designing plays for him to run the football. He was not willing to run. All of a sudden, I think this game during the bye week, he, I think it was told to him like, hey, kid, just run. Just take off. Like if your first hey. one is there, just go. I think part I, of it is, I, yes, LSU defensively did not put themselves in the right situation. I do think this was Jalen's coming out party of saying, hey, don't forget that I'm one of the most athletic guys in the country. I haven't shown it. This was his first time to me truly showing it. To be fair to you, um, I do think both elements are in play there. Absolutely. Yeah. like he, he did run the ball more. Uh, I still think it is shocking that LSU chose to play very like really chose to play into like they employed a defensive game plan that would have been more well suited to stopping like a pure pocket passer than the guy they were going against. But so, so I think, I think it's both. And then honestly, Milrow's crazy rushing stat line would speak to it being both right. Yeah. He did better. And LSU defense did better. Did, 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 did made really bad decisions. So the point of all of this is that I'm not saying that I think Jim Miller is great, but I do think Alabama is a better team than Oregon. Mm. And it's a mixture of having the most top-to-bottom talent, having a better defense, and having Nick Saban. And again, 
Only the defense. I'm not trying to be a Bo Nix hater because Bo Nix is really good, but Bo Nix did cost you the Washington game. And he, Mm -hmm. like, we always hyper criticize guys for not being able to get across the finish line and win the big games. And Bo Nix has not been proven able to do that lately. Oh, is there a chance? I mean, I don't know if you would consider it because it's not a top 25 game anymore, but, you know, I still think you beat Oregon. Or excuse me, if you beat um, USC this weekend, I think you start building more confidence. Yeah, it's a great win. That'd be great yeah. for both picks. That'd be if awesome. Be, if both of them were to to be in a situation, and I, I think we do have to play the resume card a little bit here. If both of them were to put themselves in a situation where they were one lost team heading into the playoffs, I do think Alabama's resume. I know we've touted the Pac-12. I think Alabama's resume would be a little bit stronger. Well, they'd have the Georgia win. Yeah. Know? And yeah. that, that would imply probably breaking what is at that point, what like a 28 game win streak? Mm-hmm. Like that, that would be that would be the best win of the country of, of, of no. the year. So, yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe we'll get to watch these two teams square up. Maybe we won't, but call me Chuck, call me a, you know, and, and maybe Nick Saban really just has Stockholm syndrome, me or something. But like, no, I don't, I don't believe that Oregon's better than Alabama. And I think if they were on a neutral field, that Alabama would be favored. Um, even if to your point, Aaron, like, even if that is just a bit of like, you're just boiling the analysis down to it's Nick Saban. I think Vegas even does that sometimes. Like, you know, who do you think Vegas would favor? I think, I think it would be a, a slight favorite for Alabama, like three points, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I think I agree. Or maybe like, I don't more. think it's a massive, like, I, I think it's a four quarter game that could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, next, I want to talk about a little USC out West, but first, our friends at DraftKings have some great deals going down. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable offer. Right now, new customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing down $5 on the NBA. Win or lose, like it doesn't matter. You start the season with an instant dub. And always remember the DraftKings parlays. Everyone's got a shot at even bigger basketball wins. So string together multiple bets in the same game or build a parlay across multiple games for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Bottom line is basketball is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TBOB. T-B-O-B, new customers get $200 in bonus best instantly for betting just $5. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code T-B-O-B, T-B-O-B. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 or older. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. 
In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 or older, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates, to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older, and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco-alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? 
I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I wanted to, I meant to mention this during the Bama conversation, Aaron. Uh, are dog fans getting nervous about Bama yet? You know, both seen Team C flawed. A lot of bragging rights to be on the line, and I believe. I think George is more concerned. I think I think more people are more nervous about this weekend right now before they start looking at Georgia. I said fans, so I didn't say Georgia. I said fans, and I know the fans are already looking ahead to Alabama. You, you don't lie to me. Mm -mm, Um, They're they're not. They're only thinking about Ole Miss. There's a there's a top ten team coming into Athens this weekend. I think they're they're. Squarely focus on that. I think you win this game, then it's kind of like, all right, you can start looking ahead a little bit from there. Like, I, mean, I don't. You asked me. You asked me a question. I gave you a response. I know. I, know, I agree. You I agree about it. Sorry, I'm sick of you trying to gaslight me. But I do. I do think. I, I I do think that there is a a a thought going across most college football fans right now, saying Alabama had there's multiple opportunities to knock Alabama out of this equation throughout the season it was not done and they've only gone better like they've they've been to me from the start of the season to where every team is right now i would probably say alabama has improved more than any other team in, in college football am i wrong or does kirby have more national championships than he does wins over saban yes that's crazy like that's legitimately insane Hey, you could have more natties than you do wins over Nick Saban, but hey, that's that's the uh, the Nick effect. I think I saw a stat um, the other day too. Georgia hasn't been Alabama in Atlanta since 1942. Uh, what like in the SEC championship? I guess is that, yeah, is that what you mean? I don't know what the game was oh, back wow. in 1942, but just okay. Well, look, I remember, it's, going be great. it's going to be great. I don't want to spend too much time here, but I just cannot wait for this heavyweight matchup that's coming down. I, I, I really don't think Ole Miss is good enough up front to go into uh, Georgia and win. Oh, yeah, this is also going to say, though, I am sick of you gaslighting me because you and PB, I, I just keep thinking about y'all trying to sell me on this more explosive UJ offense, and it's fucking pissing me off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mahonky's putting up numbers. But love it at rah-rah, you cannot sell. What did I say? Oh, I meant McConkie. You cannot sell me on uh, – you cannot sell me that four catches for 33 yards is explosive. You, you, you look at a one-game sample size and you just – No, not. Off that. Oh, look at their entire season. These guys – look at the stats that other great receivers have put up throughout the country and don't fucking tell me. Don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. Like, rah-rah and Dominic are okay. They're yeah, okay. but I'm not, no, and, and no, neither of us were saying these are all SEC no, caliber all guys. The more explosive yeah. offense post Brock Bowers. I don't see any proof. I, I've seen McConkie make tons of plays zero. down the field. Oh, I saw Rara win a 50 50 ball down the field for what 10 yards? Get the hell out of here. That was like 40 um, yards, anyway. Yards. USC yeah. falls out of the top 25, which means there's been a lot of referendums on Lincoln Riley and what his first two years has been like. and you gotta love big media market classic columnists because Bill Plasky is so much fun to read when USC fucks up 
how about this? Uh, I'm going to give you the headline. And because I think sometimes we lose in, in our, in our, you know, video era of, I'm just going to pop off this 30 second take. People are going to watch it, like it and move on with their life. Like we lose some of the genius of old school writing where there's, there's editing and bite and real thought put into things. So here's his headline. Fired too late, Alex Grinch's last stand ends USC season. And then here's how the article begins. What a waste. The USC football season essentially ended Saturday as one big fat waste. Mm. A wasted brilliant offense. A wasted Heisman Trophy winner. A wasted full Coliseum. A wasted revival of Trojan pride. Wasted. All of it. Because of Coach Lincoln Riley's refusal to fix an indefensively bad defense that, in a single frightening word, has forever chiseled itself onto this season's tombstone. Grinched. Take a bow, Plasky. Mm. Incredible. Um, And he's not wrong in some ways, but I don't know, Aaron. I find myself kind of wanting to defend Lincoln here. I'm telling USC fans, look, man, keep your head up. Football is fun. Uh, and it's about more than just a destination. And did you have higher expectations? Absolutely. Did you fuck it up? Absolutely. Like everything that Plasky says is true. But over time, I would still bet on Lincoln Riley having USC as a consistent playoff relevant team uh, other than like an eight and four team. Like I, I still yeah. think he's going to create this program into a consistent 10 win team. So this just sucks really badly for this year, but it's all good. Well, it, it's it's. It's the identical situation to LSU. You you exceeded expectations in year one. So everyone is kind of saying like, wow, you did that in year one. Year two is obviously going to be better. And, and and football doesn't work like that. It's not just a you stack wins and the next year is better. The next year is better. Like if it was like that for everyone, like no one would lose games. And we know that's not possible. Like it, it was it was a great success early on. You won a Heisman. Your, your quarterback won a Heisman trophy. You're in the Pac-12 championship game. Everyone's feeling pretty good. You felt like you added some pieces on the defense side of the football to make that side better. But I would still say USC right now, compared to when Lincoln you know, took over two years ago, is in a lot better spot. Just like I would say LSU with Brian Kelly two yeah. years ago, right now is in a better spot. Even though they, they, they did not hit expectations from SEC championship game to now not going to get there this year, just because the season feels like a failure doesn't mean the program isn't healthier. USC as a program is a healthier program. USC as a brand is stronger than it's been in maybe yeah. a decade. So will they be consistent teams or a consistent team inside the playoffs year in and year out starting next year? I think so. I do. I think I think you're going to continue to amass talent. You hope they can figure it out defensively. But I think that's the, the problem though, T is, is the narrative of he has put together playoff teams. He is he is he's built Heisman Trophy winners. He has built first pick in the NFL draft guys, but has never won it because he refuses to get better defensively. Like if you ask me now, both teams, in my opinion, yes, LSU and USC will be consistent guy players inside the playoffs. LSU is a far better chance under Brian Kelly of winning a national championship than Lincoln Riley at USC because I believe Brian Kelly can build a team that is balanced on both sides of the football. Lincoln just can't do that. Uh, I, yeah, but why is that? Right? Because it's not like it's a lack of effort. Like, 
you're definitely fucking trying. Now he stayed with Alex Grinch for too long. And, and, yeah. and maybe that's what made me feel better though, because if I'm a USC fan, that's like a very clear wrong decision that has cost a Paul over half a decade of Lincoln Riley's resume. It's like, we don't actually have that much of a sample size that he'll be like worse that he'll choose like another shitty coordinator, not figured out. Right. And at Oklahoma, Alex Grinch was getting better. That's one of the main reasons why he took him to USC with him. Like, like Oklahoma's defense was improving. Now, that incredible Jalen Hurts Oklahoma team, which Jalen Hurts season will always be lost to time, and it's crazy because it's like one of the wildest seasons ever. But Joe Burrow in nineteen L, they just ran into that right. It just, it just overpowered them. So, so I don't know. Like, I think this is actually kind of a relatively easy fix for Lincoln Riley. It just comes down to hiring the right defensive coordinator. And you can say that, oh, well, he's never done that in the past, but he's also just kind of stuck with his guy forever. So, like, maybe now that he has a choice, then he knows he has to get it right. Like, it's so painfully clear. And, and, and look, if I'm an SC fan, I understand. It hurts to be paying $10 million a year and have the same record that Clay Helton had yeah. at this time. But he took over a 4-8 and eight team and went 11-3. and three. Mm-hmm. And this season won't in there, but but I still think you're gonna have more of those eleven and three seasons than you will this nine and four, sure. eight and eight and five. However, this one ends up. And I think as a fan, and this is why I always lean towards having at least an offensive minded head coach like that. At least you're being entertained. Like if I'm gonna lose, yeah, true. Put put forty fifty points on the board and make it a, a fun football game. Like don't lose, don't don't be you know, you know, losing football games, scoring in the teens or low twenties. Like at least entertain me. You know, that's what, you know, Hypel's doing at Tennessee. That's what he's doing at USC. And, and nothing against Hype. Like, ten- Tennessee's a good football team once again this year. That's another team that is going to be in that playoff conversation going forward as he continues to I build there. I love what Hypel's done because he's proven yep. that he can win without great quarterback play. Yep. Like, like they're winning yep. in the trenches. They're winning defensively. Yep. They're winning running the ball, which he did last year as well. But th- there was the question of, like, once you get past Hinton Hookers, what's going to happen? And not only have you remained pretty relevant, but, like, you know, for a Tennessee program that was awful for 15 years, like, yeah, you're kind of slotting yourself right in as the second best team in the East, maybe a 10 win team. And that's with a very flawed quarterback. So I think Heupel's done a hell of a job. Well, and I, but, but I think that conversation could be changed if they lose to Missouri this week and then lose to Georgia and end up, you know, eight and four. But I would say, yeah, I guess like, even they got to go nine, like, they got to go nine and three. But, but once again, like, I think Tennessee falls into this conversation too right now with, with USC and LSU of, these brand these these schools aren't built yet. Like it took Kirby some time. It, they aren't built yet to be every single year just just staying around double digit wins just yet. Yeah, right. Like I think I think I think LSU is maybe a year away from that. I think USC could be a year or two away from that. I think Tennessee is maybe a couple of years away from that. Yeah, that's fair. They're close. Yeah, that's fair. And, and Brian Kelly said that. I mean, Brian Kelly said that before this game was played about LSU. And I think that Hypo would say the same thing as well. Uh, Marie says, absolutely no one has said that Georgia's offense is explosive, yet somehow we keep winning, unlike LSU. Again, Georgia's offense is very good, very efficient. I just don't know that I would use explosive as a term for them. And that's what PB and Aaron were trying to tell me yesterday. And I was just in bed last night thinking of Aaron. And I just started to get a little pissed off. So you're like, yards per play is third in the SEC, only behind LSU. That's pretty and good. Who else? There's LSU. You said third or second. Sorry, second, second, oh, second. Okay. That's, that's yeah, that is pretty bad okay. to me. Second, second in the SEC behind LSU. Um, what what is it? How many yards per play? Uh, seven point zero three. 
Okay, that is really good. What's else? She like ate something? Yeah, ate one, which is crazy. A whole yard more. Okay, seven seven three is really good though. Yeah. Um. All right. Next on the list, should Washington be? Let's do a little college football playoff preview. We got another top four coming tonight. Should Washington be in the top four right now? Yes. Uh, I would answer yes. saying fucking duh. Like, yeah. what do you mean? There's 100%. no question. They have the best win. They just beat USC. They're in the conference with more ranked teams than any other conference. Mm-hmm. They're undefeated. It's very simple. You put them in over FSU. You put FSU at five, and you know that if FSU continues to win, well, they'll be fine and slot right in because the big is going to take care of itself, and either Michigan or Ohio State is going to eliminate one or the other. Like, this is all very clear to me. Yeah, I, I I think you just to me Michigan they're not going to take Michigan out now. That's the problem. Like Michigan is in. They've made the decision that Michigan has passed the eyeball test and they're going to stay yeah. in. You know, regardless. So you would have to you would have to flip them with Florida State. And they're I don't think they're deserving the Florida State. Full stop. What's that? They're, they're more Washington is more deserving than Florida State. Full stop. They have a way better resume, and both teams but, have flawed but, at times. But if, if you want to play the card of, of why was Ohio State won? Well, Ohio State won was because they had the big win against Ohio or against Notre Dame on the road. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, you went into Notre Dame and won that game. Well, guess what? Florida State went into Clemson and won that game. Guess who just played and who won the game between Clemson and Notre Dame? Clemson beat Notre Dame. So if you want to give Ohio State the ranking of one, yeah, play the logic. If you want to say Ohio State's one, which committee did because they loved the Notre Dame win, why would you not like the Florida State win over Clemson in that case then? That, that's going to well, keep them in Penn State win, though. It's also a Penn State win. Yeah, it's a Penn State um, No, all of Florida State's... I don't, I don't, Aaron, I don't know what to tell you. All of Florida State's wins are depreciating when you talk about Clemson. Clemson uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. It's a 5-4 Clemson team. That's a depreciating like, It appreciated a little bit over the weekend. Maybe a little bit. A little bit. Negligible. Depreciating. You Yeah, it... it, it, it for the vast majority of the season, it has been. It has Since been, but won. I'm just saying, like, this, this week, won. it kind of did, like, a little bit I, I, I know you're in the <laughs> NFTs, just, but it's done the NFT thing. Just because it's got a little candlestick going here at the bottom. Got, you yeah, look at the whole chart. I saw a green chart. It was, like, red, 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 green. Yeah. A little green. Exactly. Little green. You got a tiny little green thing going Who on. It is trending in the right direction. Uh, okay, sure. Technically, after this weekend, you're right. What the, you want to say, like, like, who's trending in more of the right direction right now? Clemson or USC? Like, how good of a win was that? USC's been shit. I can't believe that you're actually trying to argue that Florida State's resume is better than Washington's right now. Okay. I thought it was clear. Maybe it's not as clear to me. I think Washington should clearly be four, FSU five, and it's not a big deal. And FSU's fine. Like FSU fans shouldn't even. I mean, what are Washington's big wins besides Oregon? I would say FC. And Oregon's a way USC better. USC sucks. Than we just Notre got Dame we just got them ripping USC. If you're saying USC sucks and you have to admit that Notre Dame USC USC USC's USC's lost three of their last four games and they won by one point against Cal. I How feel is like that a good football having, team right now. I feel like we are having the single most uninteresting conversation that has ever been put on a college football <laughs> podcast ever right now. This is so pointless. Nobody's getting smarter. Everybody who just listened to last minute. Why? Because I don't agree with you that, that, that Washington's no, schedule is a no, bunch of juggernauts. No, no because, because it's just the more I think about it, it's just so pointless what we're arguing about. 
Like it doesn't actually matter. There's no right or wrong here. It does matter. And you, and people, I hate when people say like being ranked inside the top four doesn't matter because it does matter. I'm not saying that as much as I'm saying this idea of arguing like the wins. Like I, but I, but actually in this case, no, being ranked in the top four kind of doesn't matter because you have to, we have to remember that one of Ohio State and Michigan will be out. So if you're ranked five, you're essentially ranked four. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, I agree. So, so I'm saying, so functionally, it's maybe fun to argue about, but like Washington, FSU, whatever. I don't yeah, know. Until Michigan can't play in the Big Ten championship game, Ohio State wins it, and then Michigan gets in undefeated, and Ohio State gets in at 12 and 1. So, no, no, no. I do love, I do love that little scenario that you've created, but I don't think so. All right, we got one final topic to get to, and it has to do with your UGA Bulldogs. But first, shout out to our friends at Vaulted. Everybody loves making sports predictions, but there's a new app putting a whole new spin on the game. Check out Vaulted. That's spelled V-L-T-E-D. Vaulted. It's an app where you can track sports predictions and participate in daily cash prize pools. You can also show off your sports knowledge against your friends, your buddies, by your boldest takes, challenging your friends to see who makes the best picks. You can challenge every week in my weekly Colin Cowherd NFL pool. Do that. Win money. Real money. All you have to do is answer questions and risk confidence points. V-L-T-E-D Vaulted app. Vaulted Challenge. So download the Vaulted app right now. V-L-T-E-D. The QR code is right there on the screen. Prove you're smarter than your friends and get the Vaulted app today. Really easy and fun to play. Oh, man. Well, now I'm feeling kind of bad. Uh, my chat was way behind, so I didn't see all of these um, comments uh, that I would love to get to. But whatever. It is what it is. Um, Aaron Murray, are you going to play uh, World of Warcraft Classic Season of Discovery with me at the end of no. this month when it comes on November 30th? I will not be. Please. Sadly, no. Please. Mm -hmm. You could be a damage dealer. Maybe like I'm a hunter. I know what that means. You can be like a mage. Maybe a little DPS boy. If you want to come, if you'll play some golf in the SEC Championship weekend, I'll, 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 I'll um, be in the sticks with you. Cam Schultz says, T-Bob, when are you going to join my WoW Guild ball? Again, uh, Cam, I am planning on once again giving my life over to World of Warcraft at the end of this month, specifically Season of Discovery. So if we wanted to line up some sort of um, server, what server going to be on? Like, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. I would love to get some sort of snaps and or off the bench guild going. Uh, all right. The final question of the day is UGA's yes. win. Can I finish? Okay. Is UGA's win over Mizzou good enough to put them at number one over Ohio State? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I test Georgia. Uh, resume, now that Notre Dame has, has lost their third game, I wouldn't say it's like a massive difference. So yeah, Georgia's a better football team. I think that I think between those two things, winning a top twelve matchup and then Notre Dame losing this week, uh, is the Penn State win not better than the Mizzou win though? I think it is better. I think it is better. Yes. Where's Georgia's second win? If you if they have a better main win and a better secondary win, why should Georgia be number one? Because they look better. Because they look better. That's it. 
Just be honest. They, they, just look, they, they just they just they did yeah, because of Dominic and Rara, like that eye <laughs> test of the explosive offense is gonna kind of overcome not having that second massive win for Georgia. So yeah, I I think Ohio State struggled enough once again this week and, and kind of play with their food and looks extremely average on offense. And and I'm so like I don't know. Like for all I know is Ohio State could for for how bad they look on offense they have played really well on defense maybe they do find a way to beat michigan at the end of the season and we're all just kind of saying like wow they they won games with defense and it's just weird to, to think about but I, there there has to be you and i've talked about all team like you have to have some sort of balance on both sides of the football yeah and there is just sure. not that balance at ohio state it is heavily leaned towards the defense McCord has not gotten better. Like we talk about certain quarterbacks in the country getting better. Like we talk about Jalen Milrow. Like he has significantly gotten better. The offense has evolved around him. McCord has not gotten better from week one to where they are now. True. He is the same quarterback. And Carson Beck left. And Carson one of the things that I've been most impressed with Carson Beck. Every week he does improve. He looks more comfortable. He makes great decisions. He spreads the ball around a ton. He's giant. Um, yeah, I mean, you you raise you raise a very good point, right? In, in a week, uh, especially after LSU Alabama, that is highlighted, you know, just what a team game this is and how you have to be complete. You're right. I, I I would I would full agree with the well, maybe you know, Michigan's maybe the wrench in this, but it feels like UGA or Michigan are the most complete teams mm-hmm. in the entire country. So so from a most complete team plus resume standpoint. Even with the resume not being at Ohio State, yeah, I could see UGA at one. Um, but again, I don't, you know, I don't know that it matters. They, 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 they might still just. Well, if it doesn't happen they, this weekend, like they, if it doesn't happen tonight, it will happen next. Like if Georgia beats, yes, Ole if they beat, if they beat Ole Miss, yeah, that'll be two big wins in a row, and then they'll have a top ten win, and they'll have a good secondary win in Mizzou, yep. and that that would be enough to put them over for sure. Yep. The, this horrible strength of schedule that T-Bob loved to talk about the entire season. It's about to be three top 20 wins in a matter of three weeks for Georgia. Oh, I mean, you're back-to-back national champions and you're trying to drop your nuts at me for beating Mizzou at home. Like, I, I just, I don't even, I, I don't, I don't even know. Like, how, like, what, what, like, how far have you fallen? You want, Mizzou's, you want, 10, when Mizzou's 10 and 2 at the end of the season. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it then. LSU beat Mizzou and LSU's garbage. LSU beat Mizzou in Como and LSU's garbage. So I don't know what to tell you. I mean, like, I I get it. It is a better schedule than you originally thought, but Mizzou's a bit like a like like a like a jobber that they like get a couple wins just to put the champ over. Like, I, I don't like I'm not gonna buy you beating Mizzou. It was a great game, fun to watch, good game. Right. Georgia beating Ole Miss because Ole Miss lost to Alabama. Like, are you are you cool with that one? Uh, Is I that will, enough? I will buy. I will buy Georgia. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, look, that it's it's okay. It's like a slightly harder schedule than you thought. I still don't think it's like a world beating schedule. Um, I, I think that I think that the problem for Ole Miss is, I think that Georgia is just an awful matchup for them because I think that Georgia is mm, much know. better up front. And uh, I really like Georgia's secondary. Like I thought, to me in the Mizzou game, that felt like the big difference there was Georgia's secondary. Yeah, but Ole Miss's passing attack is that much better. I don't. We'll save it for tomorrow. We'll break down that game. I have some thoughts on it on some things that do concern me or it should concern Georgia fans that we'll kind of you know wrap our heads around tomorrow. But I don't think this is a clean. Like I think Vegas has this wrong. 
not not in the sense of like Georgia is going to lose the game, but I think it's going to be a lot closer. What's the spread on this thing? I mean, I saw eleven yesterday. Wow, damn, damn. Ten Although all these, all, also you, you can't ignore the fact that all these games are in Athens, Aaron. So like, I know, I know it's tough to play tough teams, but it's a lot easier when you play them at home. Yeah. Go dog with two dollars. You chat no Rutgers double snap for snaps thumbnail. Come on. What I miss? What's the Rutgers double snap? Missing something? Do you know? Do you know? No. I was looking at another comment in there. If Ole Miss beats Georgia, oh, Tennessee oh, oh, beats oh, Missouri, oh, does oh, it? I, I remember. No, no, they did. They did. It, 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 he's calling a double snap. I called it a fumble ruski. Did you see that short yardage play? They lined up like they were going to sneak it. They oh yeah. The quarterback, and then the quarterback puts it through his legs. Mm-hmm. And okay, okay, I see. My bad. My bad. No, no, we did see that. I, I just didn't. It wasn't popping off in my head um all right thank you all so much uh last one here heather higginbottom says if Ole Miss beats if Ole Miss beats georgia and tennessee beats mizzou doesn't the east come down to the georgia tennessee game yeah 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 no sure no yeah yeah right yeah yes tennessee because the tennessee would beat georgia they both have two losses and they would get the tiebreaker um i'll say this i do i do a show with sec mike aaron Mm-hmm. and he's hosted that sec podcast and he's like you know he's a big tennessee fan and he's generally like most people who love something he hates tennessee and always like oh they're gonna blow it but he really thinks he's been saying in this final three games such of georgia that they're going to lose one basically guaranteeing it he really thinks they're gonna lose in Nealon. Mm, i think if they lose once this weekend okay georgia's okay. had that georgia's just is dismantled tennessee's offense for two straight years I know, I know, but then I was going to stop in the run this year, but I know you're probably right. You're probably right. All right. That'll do it for today's show. Aaron Murray. Thank you so much. What do you got going on the rest of the day? Just more shows, baby. The grind. Yeah. Hey, don't forget tonight, tonight, seven 30 snaps yeah. reaction. Come hang out with us in the chat. We'll talk a little playoffs, break down what we, uh, you know, what we see, see if the dogs do get that number one spot. Uh, so that'll be 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central. And um, thank you all so much. We love you. Thanks for hanging out. Please, 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 y'all like, subscribe. The road to 8K continues. We're almost at 7,500, my friends. Thank you all. And uh, if you listen to podcasts on Apple, Spotify, wherever, please rate, review. We love you. The Volume. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.